Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to See Also. I'm Brody Lancaster and I am for the first time without Kate on the other mic. Uh, we're doing a very special poodle episode of the podcast today and I've got a special guest to help me do it. Emma Straub is the best-selling author of novels including The Vacationers, Modern Lovers, All Adults Here and This Time Tomorrow. She's also the owner of the beloved Brooklyn bookstore, Books Are Magic. And she's dialing in from the other side of the world to talk to me today about a very funny little movie. Hi, Emma. Hi, Brody. Like, why did I do this to us? That's the real question. Like, why? Why did I do this to us? I feel like we need a little a little backstory because, um, like, our our poodle episodes, which for, for your reference, um, Kate, my co-host on the podcast, is a uh, poodle owner. And when we first thought about calling these like mini episodes, she was like, it's not a mini, it's a toy, like a poodle. <laughs> um, and so these are our toy poodles yeah. <laughs> um, where we just focus on one topic specifically and it's almost always a movie. And as the guest, you got to choose the film for this one. And we wanted to do it like themed around um, This Time Tomorrow, your most recent novel. And so we had to do a time travel movie and what were your what were your options you had a little bit of a short list okay so yeah let's walk through all my options and then like talk about why I picked the weirdest one okay so I mean there are the biggies right there's like back to the future um etc um and then there are there are some movies that were like very important for me when thinking about (laughs) this Mm -hmm. this time tomorrow 
like Peggy Sue Got Married, which is a movie that like, it's one of those movies that when I was a kid in the 80s, because I'm old, was on television all the time. So mm. every, like I watched it, like, I, I mean, I think probably 50, 100 times. I don't know, like mm. all the time. I knew every line in that movie. And like, and yet to me, it feels like a movie totally lost lost to time like i think people don't it's um francis ford coppola right yeah yes yeah. yes and like it's got this amazing cast but like kathleen turner who's the star of it like mm. i feel like she has like passed through like you know our our cultural consciousness and like nobody knows mm. who she is anymore even though she was That's- such a big star in the 80s and to me, she's like the biggest star. I met Kathleen Turner oh my years God. ago oh my God. in New York. Where? What were you doing? What was the context? I had a couple of friends who were like UCB performers and I had never been committed enough the year that I lived in New York to like camp out on a Sunday night and go to like the big ass cat yeah. show where they'd like get a guest monologist to talk and then the improvisers would act out kind of scenes from what they talked about. And um, so I had a friend who was in the kind of performing cast. And so he like taped off a couple of seats for me so I didn't have to wait in line. And we went and the monologist was Kathleen Turner. Incredible. Do you remember so what I'm, she talked about? Like, I, I don't, I have no memory of what she talked about. <laughs> I, I feel like if I sat with my friend Anton, yeah. who um, was also there with me, we could like, maybe make it up and then just validate one another's like delusion <laughs> enough to be like, yeah, that was it. Um, but I do remember like we left the theater with her and her daughter who was there in the audience and like walked down the street and we like gave her directions of wow. where to go afterwards. I feel like they were all going to like a hotel bar for a drink. Yeah. And I, afterwards we just kind of stood on the street and I was like, I can't freak out because I have to be like the cool New Yorker <laughs> to like not care that I just fucking met Kathleen Turner. <laughs> Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. Serial yeah. mom. Like, did you see Serial ser- mom. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, I love her. We, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we could, we could do, we could do an hour on Kathleen Turner. Like, I know honestly. the tangents have started already. Um, okay. So I thought about that one. But then mm-hmm. I don't know, like for some reason, for some reason, the movie that I was most drawn to talking to you about Brody was The Lake House starring, starring Keanu and Sandy B. And when I like when I re- I mean, I had seen it multiple times before yeah, choosing yeah. it. Multiple times. I w- I was thrilled that you you put it on the list because it's the silliest. It's so silly. It's yeah. so so silly, and like it's like my what? my notes originally were just a list of like questions. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, I want to see. I definitely took notes too. Wait, I can't. Let me see if I can find my notes too. I mean, it's so it's so funny because like it's what what I love about it is that it's it was in that period of like the like soft the soft rom-com Keanu, mm. which mm. like, which is a Keanu that I am partial to. 
I'm partial to all Keanu's. Yeah. But, but like the action, like I have not seen all the John Wick movies. Me neither. But that's kind of what people like attribute his renaissance to, right? In recent years. Like people have affection for Keanu because of John Wick. And I've never seen a John Wick. Um, For anyone who hasn't seen The Lake House, I'm just going to get a little bit of plot out of the way, but truly no plot summary can do justice to this kooky, kooky little movie. So it's a 2006, 2006 key era. Those, the years are going to become very important. Um, It's a time travel romance directed by Alejandro Agresti. It stars Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Uh, Sandra Bullock plays Kate, a, a surgeon at a big Chicago hospital. Keanu Reeves plays Alex, who is just a lowly apartment developer who's like brother and father are kind of like Frank Lloyd Wright, like chic, stylish, like designery architect. So he's like the black sheep of the family. Um, and the two of them are reuniting in this film for the first time since Speed, which was like 12 oh, years earlier. God, um, the greatest, the greatest. They, the best. And that was, that was the the headline about this movie was Sandra and Keanu back together again. Um, They play pen pals whose letters are mailed using what we're assuming is a magical mailbox at a normal lake house. Like it's not the house that's magical. It's the mailbox and potentially the dog will come back to her. Um, The lake house in Chicago connects them across space and time because she's living in 2006 and he's living in 2004 which is not a significant distance, but they make it out like it's Kate and Leopold, you know? Um, And we'll get into, you know, the rest of this, like, masterpiece question mark of time travel romance. It is. I mean, and, like, you know, time travel romance, like, like, I'm impressed that they went for it because I feel like there's a lot of time travel romance <laughs> where, like, you know, like Outlander, that's what that's called, right? Yes. Or Kate yeah. Leopold, where it's yeah. like, yeah, sure, here you have someone in, you know, the last half of the century um, traveling back through time to someone wearing britches and, like, funny clothes and maybe yeah. they have an accent or whatever, you know, like... That, What's a phone, etc. Yeah, that... Yeah. Like, we, we're all... Like, we all can, like, really wrap our minds around this. But, yeah, I think what makes the lake house so experimental is, as you said... It's like, it's not that much time. It's not that much time, <laughs> which like, I think yeah. ultimately is, I think ultimately the commentary that it's trying to make on uh, modern life is that timing is everything, Brody. And that you can't, you can't rush things. You can't mm. make things happen at the wrong time or whatever. Like mm. that you mm. have to be ready for whatever it is including like getting hit by a bus like it yeah, might i was not gonna be- say sa- saving a man who's been hit by a bus being a man being hit by a bus because that's how this film opens like uh kate has just gone to this um so she's in 2006 so she's experienced like a breakup from her 
like kind of loser boyfriend. His name's like Tucker or something. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, let's, his, let's he's call him Morgan. Tucker. Oh, Morgan. Morgan. Oh, that's yeah. I lost a... my virginity to someone named Morgan, and like, what a really? hor- what a horrible oh. name. What a horrible name. Oh. My condolences to <laughs> both both of you. Question mark. Yes. So she's like the. This is where the the plotline already starts falling apart because I'm like, okay, the movie starts and she's in 2006. And she is having lunch. She's just started working in a new hospital. She's sitting outside with her mother who is like talking about global warming and is like, first her mother explains a plot of crime and punishment to her in like great detail, which is weird. And then it doesn't seem to come up again. And then her mom is like, it's warm in February. That's global warming. Thank God we won't live to see it. It's 2006. My mother's like 50. I was like, sorry, babe, you are going to live to see it. And then she sees a man get hit by a bus and die. And she is obviously very rattled by this, very traumatized. And her boss is like, go somewhere and like get off the grid, babe. Like take your time. And so she goes to the lake house, which we find out by the end of the movie, he in 2004 moved into the lake house started writing these magical letters back and forth to her, goes to try to meet her at Daily Plaza and is the man who gets hit by the bus and dies. So, like, he he had to die for her to get to the lake house in the first place and start writing the letters to him two years previous. And those letters stop him from dying by the end of the movie. So, right, here's the problem. Like, and this... This is the problem that you run into when writing time travel. Like, I cannot tell you how much time I spent thinking about talking with, like, my editor, my agent, friends about while writing this time tomorrow, which is that, like, time travel causes so many problems. Like, it's so complicated. And, like, the the conventional wisdom in writing time travel is that like you can do whatever you want as, as long as you follow the rules that you've set up for your particular circumstances. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brody, as you have just extremely astutely pointed out, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> Did you watch it this time around with, um, your like time travel expertise on that you didn't have the last times you saw this movie? Yes, I think so. I think so. Like, I think I was watching, like thinking about the woman who was my copy editor for this book. And like, thank God copy editors are, are people who authors don't actually meet. Like, I do not know this person, thank God. Because, like, if it had been my editor, who I work with very closely, I would just be mortified and I would just, like, have to wear a paper bag over my head all the time. Because the copy editor is going through and being like, you're, you think it's Monday, it's actually Saturday. Like, you... They're like the continuity person. Exactly. And, like, Mm. that is the hardest thing to... I mean, that's hard in writing any novel, is like keeping track of things that like to me are not that important. I don't know if I should say that on a podcast, but like, (laughs) I personally don't really care whether it's Saturday or Monday, you know, like Mm, I don't, mm. I don't really care, but copy editors care and copy editors especially care when it's time travel. And so I, 
yeah, I did. I think I did watch this movie with like, like, <laughs> like slightly traumatized eyeballs. And yeah. I think that is part of my reaction that I felt like extra sensitive to those questions. And like, I mean, and like, like I said, like, I love this movie, you know, like, it's not, I'm not, it's not even a criticism. Um, but I do think that like, there are viewers or readers or whatever, who are more willing to be like, I am on this ride, I am enjoying this mm -hmm. ride. And mm -hmm. then there are people who like to poke holes and be like, this doesn't make any sense as if it matters and yeah. i like i just have never been one of those people yeah it kind of <laughs> with this film it kind of both can't matter and also matters a lot because they're they're reminding you of how long it's been and how like by the time he meets her at the end it's been 4 years for him since yeah. they started writing letters and for a lot of this movie i was just kind of like just wait just wait like he he could because he or okay i'm getting <laughs> flustered already because they met it's not like they didn't meet yeah. until the very end yeah. they met and he kissed her and he could have out. said i was the guy you kissed at the party yeah. in 2004 yeah. and she would have gone oh yeah but there is a little bit of um you know like in in this time tomorrow there is a kind of um logic in like when alice your main character you know, she wakes up with a husband and children, which she didn't have before she time traveled. Mm -hmm. And she kind of slowly starts like filling in the, like the blanks start filling themselves in and her memory kind of like patches up the holes that she has. And a similar thing kind of start happens in the lake house where she doesn't seem to remember meeting or kissing him, which caused her to break up with her boyfriend yeah. and like do all the stuff that got her to the point that we meet her in the movie but him talking to her about the stuff that they did two years previously in her timeline makes her remember it. Yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, the time is ridiculous. Like when he, when she's like, Oh, I like wish there was a tree outside or whatever. And then he like goes oh. and plants a tree and then you're like, and you watch this tree magically. Grow. Like an Oak tree. Yeah, grow I'm in like, two I'm years. sorry. No, no, that is. What about, what about how he went into the construction site and hid a copy of Persuasion under her floorboards? Oh my god. For her to find when what? she moved in. I wanna go back to the I wanna go back to the rules a little bit. Um because can you for for listeners who haven't read this time tomorrow or even those who have, like, how did you kind of set up your rules of your world that you were gonna follow? So I wanted it to be as simple as possible because like, I, I mean, as, as all of your listeners understand very clearly about me now, like I was not interested in any sort of like intricate, um, like a uh, system for this. Like I didn't want a, like a time machine. I didn't want like buttons and like pretend science, you know, like, Mm -hmm. There are some time travel novels that go that direction. And I wanted to like run screaming the other way. Like I wanted it to be as like dead simple as possible. And there's, <laughs> there's, um, 
this uh, Stephen King novel that he then also adapted into a television show with James Franco about um, Kennedy being assassinated. And in that, it's literally the time travel portal is just like a closet in a diner. <laughs> like you just walk in and then you're in 1955 or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I want. Like that's, yeah. that's basically what I want. Like, and on this little street in New York city where, where the book takes place, where one of the main characters lives, there is this little sort of shack, like it's this little shed that's just there. And, um, when I, when I went, someone told me that, um, that Humphrey Bogart used to live on this street and that he had like a security guard who would sit in that. I don't know if that's true. I, I, right. I, I, that that's, it could be completely made up, but it, I picture it like a little British telephone box. Exactly. That's like exactly. what it is in my head. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just that size. Um, and I just thought, well, that's just what it is. It's just that mm. little place, but it's, but it can't mm. be like, all hours of the day because people store things in there and whatever, but it's like this like particular time of night. And if you are in there, you get zapped, you get zapped mm -hmm. back and you don't get to choose where you go. You know, it's not like Marty McFly, like punching in the year. Like mm -hmm. you just, it's more like a water slide. Like mm -hmm. you like get on and it spits you out somewhere. Um, and then, but, but you're only, that's the next book, the <laughs> time traveling water slide, by the way, <laughs> it just brings you to water parks in, yeah. um, previous yeah. decades or like maybe two years earlier in the same water park. Yeah. Oh my God. And you only know where you are based on like bikini trends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it i'm gonna do it i will give you full credit though um. as you're describing this i'm realizing how many like time travel tv shows and books and films have sprung up in the last few years like i was thinking of russian doll as yeah. you were talking just then and like a few years ago alana glazer from broad city made this like short series called the time traveling bong that um was kind of similar like if you smoked this bong it would take you it broke in the at the start i think is why and it would yeah. zap you back to like you know caveman days or the 60s <laughs> or you know you never knew where you were gonna go it it decided for you oh my god that's so fun i have not seen that i have not seen yeah. that um but but i have seen russian doll and part of the fun of what i had was like the reset button, you know, that, that Alice figured out this route, you know, this, this, this button that she could push basically, um, mm. to get sent back to the same place. So, you know, in the book, she wakes up and it's her 16th birthday over and over and over and over again. Um, mm. which is so satisfying. I mean, it's so satisfying to think about like that opportunity, like, even though, I mean, would I want to be 16 again? No, 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 I would not. <laughs> but for a night, but maybe. For a night, yeah, totally. Mm. Every now and then, maybe, mm. maybe. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are, you know, there are there are parts of it that I would love. Like, I, I mean, I think truthfully, I like wouldn't leave the house. But I didn't want it to be like, I don't know, this like 
big bells and whistles and fireworks kind of thing. Like I wanted to write the like smallest, quietest time travel story possible. She's not going back to kill Hitler. She's going back to like hang out with her dad a little longer. Yeah. 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 Which like, you know, (laughs) like I feel like my problem as a writer is that like, it's always just like about people's feelings. Like all of my books are like about people's feelings and like things happen in them sometimes, but not really. Like, it's not like, like there's never, maybe I should like write a book that takes place on the Titanic or something where like, you know, you know, when you open the book that like something really big is going to happen, but they don't know, but they don't know. Yeah. And then it would just be about them figuring out how they felt when they found out what's going on. Yeah. I like how you say my books are just about people's feelings as if that's not the reason that they're so great, the reason why they work and I love them. (laughs) Every film and book and everything I want is just about feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me me too. Me too. But like, you know, I feel like with time travel, especially like there's like, you know, it, it it carries with it not in the lake house mind you but like it carries with you with it like a sort of sense of um like urgency and action and Mm. the butterfly effect the butterfly effect yeah yeah but i was like i was like no it's like it's about this it's about this just Mm. bring it in sorry i keep using my hands for this podcast to like (laughs) gesture no, Emma's doing narrow, yeah. narrow hands, <laughs> and it made me think of just this kooky little street. That's what—that's the story you're getting. <laughs> um, you mentioned Keanu in his kind of like soft era before, and I—I I had to do a little bit of googling because in my memory he was the rom-com guy. Yeah, but he really wasn't. It was like like when he made this film, like he was well and truly a leading man, of course. Like Speed was '94. Um, he was coming off all of the Matrixes, like all of those sequels. Um, But I think because I grew up watching like a a recorded off TV VHS of Sweet November, (laughs) where it was like him and Charlize (laughs) Theron. (laughs) And I think she was, she She was dying. She was dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And something's got to give. And also there's also serendipity with Kate Beckinsale. That's right. Which is was also, that a, which is, was that, yeah. Was I, that in the similar vein? I'm trying to think. I think it wasn't time travel, but it was like. She fate. was kind of, she was like kooky and like wearing a scarf. And so she was like, yeah. if we're going to meet, we'll meet yeah. or something. Wait, it had to do with gloves. Misremember. It had to do with gloves. They Were they ice skating? They were ice skating and there were gloves and there was a scarf. <laughs> Is this a Taylor Swift album? <laughs> There's a scarf in a drawer and it's actually Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh my God. So, and then Keanu, Keanu has to time travel forward to go to Maggie Gyllenhaal's house to find the scarf and bring it back to Kate Beckinsale. And that's how they fall in love. Yeah. And then he meets a 12-year-old Taylor Swift and... <laughs> He gives her a keyring that says "fuck the patriarchy" on it, and <laughs> changes everything. Oh, um, God. But he also, I, I have like a, only a very vague. I mean, I was sixteen when this movie came out, and so I have just a very vague memory of like the film 
scene or like cultural conversation around it. But he was also, I saw, I think I saw Thumbsucker, the Mike Mills movie when yeah. I was like, maybe like 18 or 19. I have no yeah. memory of it. Yeah. But he was kind of in this indie era yeah. as well and had just been in A Scanner Darkly, the Richard Linklater right. film. Yeah. What are your memories of like Keanu 2006 era? I think what is so interesting about him is that he like, it seems to me, obviously I don't know this man. I don't know this man. But it seems to me like he is an actor who wants to work, who likes to work, and who isn't, um, like, he's not a snob. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, willing to willing to enjoy what's good about whatever it is that he's doing. Like, I don't yeah. think, like, I think it would be really easy to be in rom-coms and kind of be like, ugh, this is garbage, you know? Or to be in action movies and be like, ugh, this garbage. Mm-hmm. But I really don't, I don't think that he approaches things that way. Like, I, mm. I, I sort of feel like he's the kind of person who, like, shows up to work and, like, wants to do a really good job at whatever it is and then goes home and, like, probably has never, ever seen a single movie that he's ever been in. You know what I mean? But enjoys the relationships that he's made with these people. Listen to me. Like I I I have a framed photograph of Keanu Reeves hanging in my bathroom downstairs that I gave to my husband for his birthday last year. I I just love him. I love him. I think wow. he's a good person. <laughs> me too, but you really buried the lead with the photo. A photograph or a painting? It's a photograph. It's a signed photograph that I bought on eBay. Oh. I mean, is it real? Who's to say? I don't know. It it came with like a certificate of authenticity, but like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know about the body that like awards those certificates, but he's he's got good company in the bathroom. Actually, it's him. It's Ralph Macchio from the Karate Kid. Wait, who else is in the bathroom? Uh huh. Oh my god. Oh, Channing Tatum. Oh great. <laughs> similar similar energy kind of to Hunky Keanu, like. He had his kind of Bill and Ted mm-hmm. era early on, mm-hmm. being in, like, goofy mm-hmm. movies. Channing, so Channing was recently at my bookstore. I was about to say, it's first name basis. I mean, well, so first I will say that everyone around him, it was Chan, Chan, Chan. I was like, I'm wow. not comfortable with that. I will not be, I will not be no. using a nickname for this man. What did he buy? I mean, we. I gave him so many things. He didn't buy anything. I gave him like a party pack of things. But All of your books? I did not give him any of my books, but I did <laughs> give him a lot of Books or Magic merchandise, which I have been waiting to see him wearing. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he came because he wrote, um, he's written a few children's books. And his his team came to us. And they wanted to set up an event for the picture book because as you, as you might imagine, like, so, or you know, as a picture book, I also have a picture book and I will tell you Mm -hmm. that the way picture book 
book tours go is you basically are on an airplane every day and you go into elementary schools. You go into like two or three elementary schools a day, maybe more for some people, and you do a little presentation and it's a lot of work and it's really like you doing like stand-up comedy for six-year-olds mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously Channing Tatum is not doing that. Yeah, There's no way. There's no reason why he would do that and – but so he had his he had never actually read to children. I mean, I'm sure he's read to his own child, but like he had never done it. And so his yeah. team was like, "Can we arrange that?" And we were like, "Okay." And so what we did was we closed off the street in front of the bookstore and we got like a hundred kids from the local public school to come on a field trip to the bookstore, we get, we set up benches in front and we set up all these like big canvases or like this like art school down the block, set up these canvases so the kids could paint on the street. And then they sat and Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum read them his picture book. And then he left so fast. How did he go? How did the crowd react? Do you think Channing Tatum is going to listen to this podcast? Absolutely <laughs> I, I I I would hope, but I doubt that this will get okay, back to so, you. Okay, so here's, here's what I'll say. So first of all, it seems horrible to be really famous. Yeah. It seems horrible. And, like, you know, it's it's funny. Like, I feel like I, you know, because my kids go to school with, like, all these movie stars' children – and I see famous people in the bookstore like every day. Yeah. I am so used to like New York City famous people. Mm-hmm. They're like walking to pick up their dry cleaning. They're at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're taking their kids to school. They're like they're forced to be in the world and be around yeah. people. But this, like People were, like, taking pictures of him. It was like when you go see a rhinoceros or something at a zoo. Mm. And you're like, let me take a picture of me and this rhinoceros. Because, like, nobody's going to be able to believe I saw a rhinoceros. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I felt like I, like I absorbed that. Like, that that was going on for him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I so it seemed like... Like, I felt sad for him. Yeah. He did a great job. Yeah. Like, he read his book. It it went well. The kids had a great time. But, like, what I was really left feeling was, mm. like, I'm so sad for him that he can't, like, just come to a bookstore and... Talk to kids, you know. And talk to kids yeah. and, like, you know, because he's, like, I'm sure it would have been... Even better, mm. you know, mm. but yeah, God, it seems like, it seems really hard to be a really famous person. Yeah. As you were describing that, I just, and I do not mean this as a segue back to the lake house, but the sad key, <laughs> remember the sad Keanu? Like he was just oh. a guy on a bench and he was like a, I'm not going to say a laughing stock, but the memes were not, um, you know, kind. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 Wait, I can bring it back to the lake house too. Um, so you know who I see all the time and who's in my bookstore all the time? Sandra Bullock? Is. No. Okay. Is um, Eben. Oh. Who plays who plays Keanu's brother in this movie and who What a surprise to viewers, see him pop up. And who viewers will all recognize from the bear. He plays the cousin. Cousin, cousin Richie Richie and the Bear and cousin um, yeah. Marnie's Marnie's husband yeah. from Girls. Yeah. He's like a sourdough yeah. man in Brooklyn. He's like <laughs> making bread. I love that he's a regular <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I will say like I I don't know him, I don't know him, but he he used to come into he used to come into the bookstore that I worked at when I, I was in my twenties when I was like also in in my neighborhood that and I just remember he always asked for books that were like I would say like five to seven levels smarter than me, you know, where like he'd ask for something and I'd be like, what? And, you know, like, I just was not like, that is a smart man. Mm. That is a smart, smart man. Wow. And I see him all the time and I have a lot of friends in common with him. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even hang. I can't even hang. Mm. And that's fine. That's fine. I know my place. Yeah. I know my place. He's not quite at rhinoceros at the zoo level, but he's like, I'm going to let you free range over there and I'll just admire my <laughs> he is I will say so I, at the bookstore we have like a slack you know that we use to communicate with everybody and whenever he's in the store the slack is like on fire and people are like cousin cousin's here especially after this year I was this oh, season yeah. of the bear um so oh my god so good the Taylor Swift I know the Taylor Swift season. and just oh. wearing a suit we did a whole episode on the bear oh. on see also <laughs> like a month or two ago um so he yeah he plays Henry who is Alex's brother and he's kind of uh, Keanu Reeves character Alex is kind of estranged from his father and brother his father is played by Christopher Plummer like they got a oh, they got the heavy hitters in this movie yeah, what a cast wait like who what who made this movie that's my question like who made this movie and like did they ever make a movie ever again let me look that up because I actually don't know the answer <laughs> I'm gonna live um tell you yeah, Alejandro Agresti he yeah. made it looks like he has made a lot of like he's Argentinian and it looks like he's okay. made a lot of argentinian films that i'm not familiar with okay. and okay but like the lake house is in like the top sentence on his yeah. bio he's made films called wow. valentin and buenos aires vice versa a night with sabrina okay. love wind with the gone oh. that sounds fun <laughs> yeah um so yeah he huh. but okay so the lake house was adapted from a um a Korean film called Il Mare, which is the name of the restaurant that they like, she tells wow. him to make her a reservation at Il Mare like two years earlier. And then she wow. goes and he doesn't show up. And that's when she like cuts it off with him. But it's yeah. because he died in her arms. Right. It's, it, I mean, that makes me, that reminds me of um, like just other movies that, that were made somewhere else. And then Americans were like, well, I can do that. Like Vanilla Sky. Oh, I didn't know that that was adapted. Yeah. It was a, it was a wild, wild movie. Huh. And then it's like, 
Tom Cruise? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. I think that Americans just get their, like, sticky hands on mm. things. They're, it happens with and... TV a lot. Like, The Office is kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. the one good one, but, like, a beloved Australian comedy series called Kath and Kim um, got yeah. adapted in America and, like, loved the cast. It was Selma Blair and um, Molly Shannon playing oh, yeah. Kath and Kim. But it... It was a uniquely Australian show. Like a, you were here recently. You know that there are like we some turns of phrase that we use that we don't even clock as being, mm. you know, specific. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and so it it was just a bizarre choice of a of a series to be adapted. Yeah. 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 God. I'm drawing a blank on Why? any other films except Funny Games, but they were both Michael Haneke. Like oh, he yeah. he did both. Oh of them. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And in, and that but that's interesting too. Like that I mean what how cool. Yeah. It's the same movie, how same cool. director, no subtitles. Different faces. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so we haven't really talked that much about Sandy B. Um, oh, let's talk. But she's my she's my rom com queen. It's like Nora yeah. Ephron and Sandra Bullock are tied in my mind. Um, yeah. And you know, like I was thinking, why is that? Because while you were sleeping, it's like not not super important to me. Um, but like two weeks notice, Practical Magic has a little rom commy in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like. You know, I'm I'm drawing a long bow here, but the heat with Melissa McCarthy, I think, is a platonic rom com. <laughs> yeah, and speed, and speed. Like, I mean, speed is. Oh my god! And the Lost know. City with Chan. Yeah, Chan, which, my friend Chan, your friend Chan, and Sandy V. That was a return <laughs> to form. Um, and that, for the I mean, that was a return. That was a return to Kathleen Turner form to bring it all back. Because that was Romancing the Stone. Like that, if you oh, have not seen Romancing the I Stone, never have. it's Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas in, I'm going to say, 1984. Uh-huh. There are a couple of them. And it's like, you know, she plays a romance novelist, Joan Wilder, and she, and he's like an adventurer, basically. And it's, you know, hijinks in foreign countries 
and kidnappings and guns and, you know, swinging on vines through um, jungles. Wonderful. I'm in. Wonderful. Yeah. I have a flashback. I just had a flashback. My grandparents had to a VHS set and I remember seeing Romancing the Stone next to Black Beauty. Uh, yeah there you go two perfect movies <laughs> two perfect movies um i feel like that the house obviously is in the same way that like new york's the fifth character in sex in the city like the lake house is the third character in in this film yeah yeah um and i would not want to, i would not want to live in this no house. it looks awful Sorry. also i think it looks he awful. hates it right like yeah and his he hates yeah. it he his like his father hated it. <laughs> Sorry, I keep cutting no, you no, off, no. Please. please, I want to hear from you. <laughs> I um, it did make me think because of all of the glass and being on the water. That's the only good part of it, and that yeah. reminded me of the house that Amy Adams lives in in Arrival. I don't know if you've seen Arrival recently or at all. No, I I haven't. It's I don't think I've ever seen it. I know it's very it's good. It's great. I th- people think it's very. I good. think you would really yeah. love it. Um, yeah. And that's a very... It's aliens. It's aliens, right? yeah. But also yeah. communication. Oh, and a little time travel romance. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> those aliens, they don't see the world in a linear way. It's all circles. Anyway. Oh, um, wonderful. But her house in that is like this beautiful mid-century lake house. And um, that reminds me of Susan Orlean's house, which I follow her on Instagram for her beautiful... <laughs> You mean just her actual house? Yeah. Just the house that she lives in. (laughs) That she posts on her Instagram. (laughs) God, you know, I have to say, maybe this makes me a Philistine, but like, I just, I am not interested in like a Frank Lloyd Wright type situation. Mm. Like, I want to be comfortable I want like bookshelves mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want it to feel warm. Like I don't I want a high ceiling mm-hmm. if possible. Mm-hmm. Like love the windows on the lake. Love the windows on the lake. But otherwise like You can't put furniture can against it. a window. You can't put a bookshelf yeah, against a window. Yeah. yeah. Like I would say maybe I would like Airbnb it. Yeah. For a couple of days mm. but like i'm not gonna rent that house mm. to live in yeah are there any um houses in films that you do want to live in let me think of the ho- the houses that like most immediately come to mind like i think the house that i like love the most would be the walsh family house from beverly hills 90210 mm-hmm. like that that is a great house that is a great house because there are like lots of bedrooms lots of bathrooms but like the 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 way the kitchen and the living room and all of that are situated like there are lots of discreet places where you can gather Mm -hmm. like it's a great house for a party Mm -hmm. I feel like I grew up in that house I really loved the one that um Annette Benning lives in in 20th century women I just oh, think yes. about like she she has like the firefighters over for dinner and like Billy Crudup's there wearing all denim and Greta Gerwig's there being like <laughs> talking about her period and they're all like yeah. gathered around the table and there's just like plants crammed in all yeah. around the walls because she's just like it's clearly like the sunny spot in the house. It's just like yeah. a house that's made for people to be in. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh. Yeah, so good. 
in a, in a very silly movie, there are a couple of very silly scenes and sequences that are mainly to show us that they're like reading letters to each other, like speaking oh, out yeah. loud to each other. Um, but are there any kind of like, what are your, when you think of the lake house, what do you think of as like the scene, the moment, the like silliest part or the, the thing that sticks with you? Yeah. I would say them like reading things out loud is ridiculous, is ridiculous, but it's like, like is there a part where like, I'm picturing Sandy standing next to the mailbox like holding her sweater closed. Yeah. Um it's very tense. It's very tense. She's like, "Oh my god, is he going to get this letter? Is he going to get this letter? I think that it's a letter that's like you're going to die. You're going to die. You have to find out. Like stop." Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then like the thing <laughs> does the thing open? Or does the, it close? The little like, I think the flag goes Does the little flag Or I think down maybe the up? flag doesn't go up and then that's when he is that when he arrives at the lake house like four years into his future? Because she like races – because she's she's going to build a house with Morgan and right. she goes to Eben Moss Backrack's architecture firm, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And yep. on the yep. wall yep. is a and sketch. And she's like, she's like, oh, he died. Yeah. there's a... She's like, oh, can you give him give – me, give me his number? And then he was like, oh, he died. T- two yeah. years ago today, actually, yeah. in an accident in Dealey Plaza. <laughs> no, not Dealey Plaza. Daily Plaza? Yeah. Dealey, D- daily, yeah, Dealey yeah, Plaza yeah, is where yeah, a yeah. different tragedy occurred. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so then he – wait. So I'm now realizing that his brother – in his bro- in Eben Moss Backrack's timeline, he's just met this couple. He's like, sure, I'll build a house for you. Oh, no, my brother died. And then his brother shows up alive because she's told him not to go and die two years earlier. God, poor little Henry Wyler. He's had a wild day. <laughs> How? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> oh, God. Because, like, see, this we is can the only problem. focus on the two of them because the ripple effect. Because like what happens to Morgan yeah. then? Like Morgan's gone to like meet an architect to build a house with him and Kate. And then... She's just gone. She is gone. Yeah. She is gone. She had one foot out of that relationship from the start. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, she was not, that was not going to last. No. That was not going to last. I mean, if it wasn't Keanu, it would have been anyone, something anyone else. else. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they would have um, like lasted through the construction of a house together. No. The weird part is also in this rewatch that I realized that he, like Keanu like after kissing her in 2004 goes to Morgan's office and just gives him the keys to the lake house yeah and is like yeah. she can live there, there you go. it's for her and this guy she likes it she, it's her house she likes it yeah yeah oh, okay <laughs> and then he's like okay great what okay I yeah. guess I'll give my girlfriend this house from a stranger <laughs> and the dog and the dog. And the dog. The dog just shows up. I mean, I, I will say, like, in my book, the 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 one thing in my book that my editor and the copy editor, everybody kept asking me about and kept asking about, and I was just like, no, I'm not answering these questions. It just is what it is, is that there's a cat 
in the story, in the book, that is immortal. The cat is immortal. The cat is going to live forever. The cat lives on this street and is going to live forever. And my editor asked me so many times, like, you have to like explain the cat. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. The world is a mysterious place. You don't, because like, then people like, a- like me can DM you on Instagram and go, wait, was the cat <laughs> going in the box too? And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's... I, I mean, like, to me, how wonderful. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I write... I write books that, like, are not full of, like, weird mysterious phenomena Mm -hmm. you know like my my books up until this one have always been extremely like terrestrial you know like they have their feet on the ground Mm -hmm. my books and with this one I was like you know what fuck it I have a perfect cat you you met my killer. killer killer was a perfect cat and like killer in that book Lives forever. Killer gets to live forever, and that's allowed. Yeah. And it's right. Yeah. 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 Thank you. There's a um. There's this great website that's all about like, I think it's called like tracking the temporal anomalies of the lake house, and it's <laughs> and it has a section called the bitch's magic, which is about Ooh. which is about the dog in in this <laughs> film. <laughs> Yeah. yeah I mean and with that like with that like I was so for it like I'm yeah. so for it I'm like okay yeah the dog is running back and forth through time mm-hmm. and like is 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 like accepted from the rules yeah. of everyone else and that's great and he kind of she I forget um the dog they like they're the one that brings them together right like kind of like runs is the reason that they meet in 2004 it's like the parent trap really yeah yeah for the dog yeah it truly is um but but the parent trap is both twins (laughs) (laughs) right but the dog the dog is both twins Mm. because the dog exists in both timelines And so, therefore, the dog is both twins Mm -hmm. reconnecting their parents. Yeah. I wonder who get the dog is there at the end, right? When they when they meet and they're kind of all lit in like a golden field and look like they're dead and in heaven. Oh, the dog is. Yeah, the dog is definitely there. Hundred percent. What if we're supposed to believe that she died, like going to find him at the lake house? Because they look like they're in heaven in the final shot of the oh, film. Sandy died. That Sandy died I'm, going to meet him. I'm just him. thinking this right now because it really does look like an afterlife kind of dream <laughs> sequence, you know? I wish I had a better understanding of the Argentinian sensibility, mm. you know? Mm. Because I feel like maybe. 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 You can never be sure. You can never be sure. I kind of like it. I kind of like that. Argentinian sensibility. I kind of like that. Um, Okay. I had two questions at the end of my notes. One is, is the dog magic, which we've covered. And the second is, 
if you had to tell someone in 2004 what 2006 would be like, (laughs) what would you have told them? Um, I had bangs. Wait, okay, let me think. I definitely had bangs in 2006. Did I have bangs in 2004? (sighs) I think I would say don't get bangs. It's also, if you think about it, sort of a a commentary on aging Mm. where like, like for my children who are seven and almost 10, two years is enormous. And when I look at pictures of them from two years ago, and even like in high school and in college, two years seems huge. Mm -hmm. But now when I think about two years ago, pandemic notwithstanding, it feels like yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, maybe the point is also that two years is not a long time. Mm. Two years is not a long time. Two years is a drop in the bucket. You can wait for two years. If you meet Keanu Reeves, wait. Mm -hmm. Because he and his magic dog are going to come back to you. And that's a life lesson that we can all take. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, so those are my two questions, but I also have like, (laughs) I still have all my notes about like, the paw prints, the box in the attic. Her phone rings. It's not him because he's dead. It's, it's Morgan. <laughs> New Year's Eve. It's 2006. <laughs> he waits a total of four years. Yeah. And it ends by oh them going God. into the house. And my final note was, see you, Morgan. Because he's never hearing. <laughs> She's never. He, he is never going to hear from her again. Never. Never, oh, never. Also, one other question. I've never read Persuasion. But there's a whole through line in this movie where, like, when he first meets her at a party in 2004, he knows who she is. She doesn't yet know who he is. It's very time traveler's wife in that way. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Very unsettling kind of uh, yeah. storyline. But um, he, like, she talks to him about persuasion. And I think feel like he maybe knows that it's an important book to her. Oh, because he's picked it up from her for her. The book at the yeah. train station. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've never read Persuasion. From your memory, do they describe it right? Like correctly? So can I tell you my Persuasion story? So recently, maybe this was even like in thinking about the lake house. I I bet it was. I decided that I was going to listen to the audiobook of Persuasion. But when I listen to audiobooks, I have started doing this thing that is probably so bad for for me, which is I have um, an eye mask that is connected to headphones, and I listen to audiobooks as I fall asleep. And then if I wake up in the middle of the night, I will sometimes put it on again and fall back asleep. So I usually listen to nonfiction that I don't care about particularly like where I'm like, I'm going to miss a huge chunk of something probably. So like I, I listened to David Grand's um, book, the wager recently, which is like about like shipwrecks and pirates, whatever mutiny and cannibalism. And like, it never mattered. Like if I missed an hour of it, 
it didn't yeah. matter. But I, I recently did this with persuasion <laughs> and it was terrible. It was terrible. Like you should not, I mean, shame on me for treating Jane Austen this way. Truly that the fault is entirely my own. But I was like, wait, what? I miss so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically it's basically the, the plot is wait. Okay. That's the plot. Well, yeah, then, then they did kind of nail it. Yeah. He put a copy of that book in her floorboards and she waited. Well, she actually <laughs> didn't wait. She found it immediately. <laughs> she gets a lot of satisfaction in this movie because he's doing stuff yeah. two years previous. Oh, I want a tree. Oh, I want a book. Um, yeah. uh, okay, another really, you've set me up for a great segue. Speaking of audiobooks of Jane Austen, you had a little, and just like that, uh, encounter recently i did i did a different celeb at the bookstore so um everyone's favorite unemployed lawyer miranda hobbs (laughs) (laughs) so what's so funny about it is that hbo came to i can't remember who wrote to us first if it was hbo i think like a location a location scout came first but then it turned out that Samantha Irby, who I'm friends with, wrote the episode, mm-hmm. and a woman named Rye Russo Young, who I went to high school and college with, directed the episode. Oh wow! So I knew all of them, mm-hmm. and Samantha Irby was like, "Yeah, I like wrote it for you. Like I wrote this for you. I wrote this to be at Books or Magic." And I was like, "Thank you very much." Uh. And they paid us so handsomely, so so handsomely. And they were so professional and so terrific. And I went, obviously, because I was like, I'm not going to miss this. Mm. And I said the most boneheaded thing (laughs) to Cynthia Nixon, which was like, well, like, you live in Brooklyn, (laughs) which... Listener, she does not... (laughs) I, she was like, I think you're confusing me with Miranda. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I cannot believe I just did that. I just like, you know, like she ran for political office in New York. Like I just like, I, I placed her so firmly in this one specific neighborhood in Brooklyn that like, like you could not have told me that I was about to make a fool of myself. Like, I felt so confident. Well, as you sh- should, because in ver- in many ways, like, if I would not have... Okay, let me rephrase. If I would not have been, <laughs> been surprised if Miranda had had a political career in this season right. and just like that, because yeah. it has cribbed so much from their real lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they were, they, that notwithstanding, they were, they were all so nice and it was a wonderful experience. And three of my booksellers are extras in the scene. Oh, I love that. So you can see Zoe and Jules and Margaret and it, like, I just felt so proud and (laughs) it's wonderful. And it like, and what's fun about the way people watch television nowadays is that like I got a lot of like texts and like you know like tagged on things on Instagram like that day the day that it aired 
But like every day since somebody texts me and is like, oh my God, I just watched it. You know, like (laughs) people from all different corners of my life. I'm like, wow, people are really tuning in to Anne just like that. You have a real sense of when people are catching up with the girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know that you went to school with Ry Russell Young. When that episode aired, yeah. we talked about like, okay, this puts and just like that in the mumblecore universe. Because like, I've loved her as a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah she's terrific. Yeah. She's terrific. I'm so proud of her. So great. It's wonderful. All right, it's time for our also also's. We don't always do this for a poodle episode, but sometimes we want to hear what our our guests are into. Semi related to the lake house, not related at all. It doesn't matter. Um, Emma, what is your also also? Okay, so this is not remotely related to the lake house, <laughs> except that, except that I think that Sandra Bullock is like a woman of both taste and comfort, mm-hmm. and that like. She like, I I feel like she would be on board. She would be on board with this. I recently, the other day, wore a pair of underwear that was not this brand of underwear that I'm about to talk about. And all day I was like, what is wrong? This is horrible. This is horrible. And then I realized that it's just that I had replaced almost all of my underwear with a r q do you is it is it that do you say arc i don't know never said it out loud their underpants are the greatest like i i can't i can't go a day i love them so much googling right now they come up they come up to like my neck great coverage comfort style like I love them so much. Like my boobs are too big to w- for their bras to really work for me. Mm-hmm. But I was at the Brooklyn Book Festival this fall, and I was wearing one. And this, I was sitting there with Min Jin Lee, and this woman came up, and she was wearing like a tank top with like very a very low tank top. And I could see that she and I were wearing the same thing. And I was like, look, 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 we're wearing the same underwear. <laughs> and Min was like what is happening? <laughs> Min does not show people her underpants for no reason. Um, Weird. But I just felt like, I just felt like I, it's, it, it is the best thing that I have done for myself in the last, mm. I would say year and a half. Um, that is my also, also love this hot tip. You, when you were in um, Australia a few months ago, you were very effusive about some like, base layers that you'd found as well so I really trust your recommendation yes Yes. it's I when I was in Australia I was so cold and yeah I got tights and a bodysuit was it and I was like uh, from Wolford Yeah. yeah and it's the kind of thing where you're like this is a lot of money to spend on this item but you forget that like it's only a lot of money if you wear it one time and then it rots in your closet, mm. like if you wear it a hundred times. Or on the entirety of a trip that's, to Australia. <laughs> it's free. That's how I justify shopping. It's free. Oh yeah. That's, um, that's what TikTok has coined as girl math. 
Oh. <laughs> Which is like, if yeah. I buy tickets to a festival in six months, by the time it comes around, I'm like, I don't remember that money. This is a free ticket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unfortunately for me, that is how I do that. Yeah, me too. If I return something <laughs> and it was it cost me $50 and then I get $50 back, I, I just have $50 now for free. Someone gave me money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, math. Um, okay, my also, also, I mean, I was going to shout out Eben Moss Backrack in the bear, but we don't need to. He's gotten his due this episode already. Um, I would like to recommend both a book and a bookstore here in Melbourne. Um, the Just the kind of Frank Lloyd Wright-y, mid-century, modern-y stuff. There's, um, you know, kind of a history of that in Australia as well. And a lot of... Um, you know, the Boyd houses and kind of uh, styles and designs that uh, were really formative to Australian mid-century architecture kind of occurred in the suburb of Beaumaris outside Melbourne. And there's a book, I think there's two books now, there's a sequel by Fiona Austin called Beaumaris Modern and beautiful pictures, like really interesting kind of architectural history. If that's your thing, you can buy copies of it from Bookshop by Uro, Euro, U-R-O. Wow, I've never said it out loud before. Um, <laughs> but they have a store at Collingwood Yards if you're in Melbourne and they also have an online store. So as always, all the links will be in the show notes of the episode. Emma, this was so fun. Yay, Brody. I love seeing you and talking to you. Me too. It makes me so happy. Me too. Come back soon, please. Back to Melbourne. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Next time Nigella's here. We didn't even get into your Nigella Lawson <laughs> anecdote, but Emma met Nigella Lawson accidentally when she was in Melbourne a few months ago. <laughs> <sighs> Nigella basically like fed me with her own hands. She like commandeered like, your much. dinner, but in a way that was great. I mean, it was a thrill. Yeah. It was a thrill it was a thrill <laughs> i had so much fun when you were here and i will come to new york you come to melbourne sounds good to me brody thank you for having me thank you for having me ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.